Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? In and out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that, when dining out, prefers to dine out in hell. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're breaking out the fine china as we celebrate and reminisce on 300 plus plus (laughs) hours worth of memories, shenanigans, and more with our 300th episode. And whether or not you have a 12-pack, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are play. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your, this is Junkhead! Hole. <laughs> and if your earbuds are not blown out and you want to find us out on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And, of course, it is on that Book of Face Genius where we have an events tab, which, again, leads to... Shenanigans and celebratory shenanigans. And as this episode is appropriately releasing on Friday, August 13th, uh-huh. <laughs> if we're talking shenanigans, head on over to Screenland.com where they have shenanigans where they will where they will take care of your shenanigan needs indoors, outdoors, and virtually. Just so excited. It's Friday the 13th. Yes, it is. Yeah. Which means on that very Friday, we're our gonna, latest Friday Night Fright. We're going to do the Jason. <laughs> not, don't, don't mislead. We're not, we're not going to Manhattan. No, no, but we are doing the Jason. Only in Manhattan does he, does he ha- actually giggle. Mm-hmm. Not in part two, Genius. And in fact, it no, is, he's not funny at all. No. He's mean. He's not funny. We can definitely argue we're going to be experiencing uh, the scariest of the franchise, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th, Part 2, the introduction of Jason. And I I recently watched CB4 for the first time in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Hold up. Holds up really well, actually. And I always forget that before uh, they became CB4, the little group they were in were the Bagheads, were the Bagheads. We're the bagheads, and all I can imagine is just Jason, Jason. Voorhees in the crowd, thinking, "I could make that work for me, you know, the baghead." Because this is this is the baghead, Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is the scary one, and the baghead, Jason. And now I'm thinking about it. Uh, I, I like the Merkins. That band. Oh, good God! Okay, sorry. I know. I we all went. Wait, I thought literal Merkins, and now. Win a little PCU on us, right? No, but don't be they... that guy, genius. <laughs> no, I'm not wearing the shirt to this concert. But they had the Backstreet Boys with Jason on there, and they were all Jasons. And the the one with the bag head comes out, and he's like just belting out tunes and shit. And so every time it's almost kind of like not necessarily ruins the image for me, but I'm always thinking he's like everybody, yeah. So, so if you hear any giggles when he runs across the road at that one point, you'll know where it's coming from. <laughs> no, uh, we're going to have a blast with that one. Then, of course, next Friday. It's Friday the 13th. Well, it's always Friday the 13th, and mm-hmm. we like to celebrate when we can. But the next Friday night's Friday Night Fright. And what I really enjoy so far with the series is, 
first and foremost, we're always going to be programming horror. But every now and again, <laughs> we like to go horror adjacent. Mm-hmm. And every now and again, we like to just do something that's genre. The director has worked in horror because this one's going to be very hard to argue as horror adjacent. There's monsters. Oh, there are definitely monsters There's at play. There's monsters. There's Truly, monsters. It's horror. I cannot wait. We are going to be screening Brian De Palma's Blowout. Mm-hmm. Sincerely, I'm so excited for this one. I've only seen it one time on my laptop. And this is a film that deserves to be seen on a big screen so with weird. a crowd. I've, nev- I've never seen it though. That's and I've seen that. It's well, it does have just a impossibly young John Travolta, Nancy Allen, a number of great surprises, and this is De Palma operating at his peak performance. Ooh, are you going to have some Phantom in the uh, pre-show? Maybe. <laughs> but come on out for that. Now, of course, then uh, the weekend of Friday the Thirteenth, the other repertory screenings. An interesting double feature on Saturday, uh, it's very 90s, we have the original Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> yeah. Going up with Street Fighter. Oh. With Game Van Damme. Over. Fucking Raul Julia killed it in that movie. He was... The one of the main things to see about that movie, he gave it his all. Yeah, his performance in that just gives that movie so much more gravitas than it deserves because it's a very cheesy film. Yeah, it is. But no, check that out as a double feature. And of course, I do believe uh, uh, the uh, Suicide Squad will still be playing, and I believe the Green Knight, uh, some of the other new ones that are still playing there. And then outdoors uh, on Friday, a league of their own. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, I haven't seen that movie since the theater, and I really enjoy. Actually, no, I take that back. There was a Showtime free weekend shortly after it left the theater, and that's the last time I seen it. Well, let's just say, keep this in mind. If a certain film plays during Nerdoween, mm-hmm. keep this particular film, A League of Their Own, in mind. Ooh, that might be giving away too much there potentially. And then on Saturday, Steven Spielberg's Hook. Ooh, Bangarang. That's <laughs> book. I know it has developed a kind of a cult following eventually because I know that was for a while not necessarily one of the low points on Spielberg's whatever, filmography. dude. Low point, my ass, dude. Thug butt's my boy, dude. Rufio's the shit, dude. I've always enjoyed that movie. The stars are all my friends <laughs> till the night time ends. And you know, that little girl singing, fucking then like the pirates, just like <laughs> that movie is great. That movie is great. Whoever says low point, nah, 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 nah. That is great Spielberg. So if you would like to come out and uh, express your joy along with genius, uh, maybe uh, imagine a, a wealth of riches there, head on over to screenland.com where you can do that. Now, of course, if you're not in the Kansas City area and you would like to, sub- to support from afar, you definitely can. Of course, you can rent a number of films, screenlandonline.com. But if you would like to become a member of the Screenland film family, all you have to do is head over to patreon.com slash screenland. They have a number of tiers. Of course, they have the Screenland podcast, a number of watch parties. Of course, which one we actually put together, we call it the what? The Shutter Shoutout. Uh, where we stream two films off of Shutter. So, of course, this means you have to have Shutter. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if you're not subscribing yet, a number of... Uh, There's tons of those free trials out there. Absolutely. But on... August 28th, our latest one, we're going to be craving some Crampton. Mm -hmm. We're going to be viewing two Barbara Crampton films. Yes. 
first and foremost, Jacob's wife. Uh huh. And the other one's Mystery Crampton. Because we haven't decided which one right. yet at this point. <laughs> but I will say this: I did see Jacob's wife at Panic Fest this year. I'm looking forward to it. I really, really, really enjoy it. I really think it's like her best work to this date. Yeah. So I'm anxious to see what you think about it. Yeah, that's what you told me. That and bare ass Fessenden. There's a scene in here that's for the ages. <laughs> Too many cracks. <laughs> Too many puns, man. Too many puns. Now, of course, I guess technically, if you would like some content, <laughs> excess is like that. Uh, one of the perks yeah. is here we do provide exclusive content, including a pre show, introduction, trailer reel, and that kind of uh, entertainment <laughs> post film discussion. You no, know, we want people to listen. Yeah, I know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so head on over to patreon.com slash screenland. But uh, genius, I guess, technically, if we are uh, <laughs> talking Patreon and film family. Hey, bellies. We have put together our own little film family at Patreon. And I'd like to give a little shout out to those that were at last uh, Friday Night's Fright. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Lauren, Dustin, and Diana. We screened House of Wax, which was a first time watch for me. I really dug it. Yeah, I liked it a lot better than I did the first time I watched it. Well, it had been the... You have not watched it since... Since the theater, yeah. So it's been 16 years? Yeah, exactly. 2005, yeah. Yep. 16 years. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I got it. Some of the same issues I had was when I was younger, but at the same time, I had a really good time with it. It was fun. Like, uh, there was some good gore. Well, there at one point, though, there was a few jump scares and our friend Diana, who is, <laughs> I love her to death because, you know, if there's a constant at Friday Night Frights, it's definitely Diana. But she had a nice little jump scare. There was a moment where she definitely responded. She was, I think, two rows in front of me and a row in front of you because you guys were in front of me. Mm-hmm. I heard her react. Then there was a cause and effect because then there was some giggling that came about <laughs> from you. And then I distinctly remember, I think I saw a middle finger of hers some Very, sort of, some sort of bird got into cleverly disguised right. yeah, in, in her hair. Uh huh. Were were you were you were you that mean, my friend? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. She really jumped, and she was funny because when she's like, "Yeah, right." I love watching movies with Diana because she's like, "Ah," she really gets into it and gets scared. But the bad thing is, like, for some reason, I'm not saying it's warranted, but I'm not saying it's not that she thinks that I'm going to fuck with her and scare her, you know? So, like, later on, I'm getting up in my seat just to adjust, and she turns around and like, don't fucking scare me. And I'm like, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just fucking getting up and trying to get my butt back a little bit more into it, you know? <laughs> I'm like, watch the movie, right? <laughs> so our apologies, Diana. So thank you for being awesome and amazing and coming out for that one. And if you would like my extended thoughts, that is actually this Friday's uh, I've seen that challenge little mini episode. Diana, you're fucking rad. She is amazingly mad, and I do believe she has access to our latest commentary, which was for last year's Into the Mouth of March Madness winner, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Some interesting tangents that went into that one. <laughs> there were some really interesting ones. Most deadly. And of course, uh, later this week, we're going to be releasing our latest review and request, where actually one of the t- our top tier is where you can actually review for us to talk about a film and I haven't revealed it yet, so I don't want to discuss it, but mm-hmm. it's one I also I have not watched mm-hmm. since I saw it in the theater. So if you'd like access to that and a whole lot I'm more... I'm looking forward to that one. That one is rad. You showed me a trailer of what he did after that. Uh-huh. You'll probably hear my thoughts on that eventually as well, because that'll be a first-timer. But of course, uh, you can become a member of our film family by heading over to patreon.com slash 
Nightmare Junkhead, where we in- do indeed have every tier from a squidly diddly to another time. Another place. And if we're talking film family here, my friend, um, first and foremost, we are taking a break from back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, fall break. Fall break. Going on a fall break, fall break, baby, tonight. Didn't even plan that one, unfortunately. <laughs> because we are at, somehow or another, and I don't know if this is an accurate count, we might be at episode, technically, at 294. We might actually be at episode 310. Probably more if we throw in uh, if we throw in the live ones. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, one way or another, we I think we've actually officially hit it. But as of right now, officially on the main feed, mm-hmm. this is episode 300. That's nuts. That's crazy. Well, and to think that when we hit episode 100, I casually mention it at the very end of the episode. You're like, oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'd like to think that we've come a long way since then. Come a long way, baby. In, we've, in we've content, evolved. Yeah. Gotten better, precise. We've gotten more. <laughs> more, more, more. Right? Yeah. Well, it's kind of wonderful regardless whether or not we've gotten better, whether or not we've gotten a larger audience, whether or not we've lost audience members potentially. <laughs> Which is every episode a possibility. Of, There's always po- a good roll of the dice on that one. But one thing that it's definitely been a, a constant in my side is just, number one, something to look forward to every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a chance to talk some of my favorite kind of horror movies with a newfound friend and Upon that, extended family and friends, um, of course, an episode this big, 300, we had to bring in someone here that is a member of the film family, a member of family like Vin Diesel would say in The Fast and the Furious, right? you know, family. Firmly. Because he's been, like, whether on mic or behind the scenes, at, like, 99% of the shenanigans that have gone into the show. He's been a constant in my life for just a few years, but a constant in your life for many years you might know him as the co-host of the Media Rewind podcast. Uh, we know him affectionately as Mount Baldy. Please welcome to the show, Dustin Pryor. Hey guys, is, <laughs> is this the part where I like you know demand a tribute of you know Earth and water since it's the three <laughs> hundredth episode? Eventually, otherwise, unfortunately, all the squidly diddly we talk about yeah, comes you don't into want to play. Get kicked into the pit in that so part. not not enough water, just a little more more Earth. <laughs> gotcha. It'll be that Indiana Jones moment where we misjudge it somehow. <laughs> Yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen. Uh, honestly, this podcast, everything that has come through it, uh, these 300 episodes, again, even more than that potentially. Uh, some folks may not know, I may know you just as the co-host of the Media Rewind podcast, but... Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> that's they, they know me as, as other descriptors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can actually recall the first time you ever came on the show. Uh, this was back... Let's just do a little... We're going to... You know what we're going to do? We're going to go back in time here, so do a little... As Nightmare Junkhead came about, the only reason Nightmare Junkhead exists is Genius and I at one time did a podcast called The Nerds of Nostalgia. Mm -hmm. The Nerds of Nostalgia, the very first episode we did, do you remember who we had on? Tim. It was Tim, exactly. I like, ooh, that was a dramatic pause. I had to think about it. Absolutely. Tim Canton, who has become a a wonderful constant presence Mm -hmm. in the genre community and the film community here in Kansas City. Uh, we were interviewing him about the, I think, the then whatever year it was for Panic Fest. Yeah. So, and I remember being excited for him to come on because I initially met him through one of the Dismember the Alamos because he 
we had a Rotten Reynolds table out there back mm-hmm. when he did yeah, and Rotten. provided Rotten Reynolds. And I remember almost fanboyishly coming up saying, I really enjoy the Rotten Reynolds. Like, this is, like, so perfect. And introvert me actually kind of extended a, a hand out and was like, hey, you're kind of cool. I'm I'm Greg. Who are you? And then we started doing the podcast. And he was on the first episode, and then he reached out and was like, I'm putting together a podcast network. I'm going to do a have a weekly horror show called Nightmare Junkhead. Do you guys want to do it? Like, what's a junkhead? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out when we go along. Fucking 300 episodes later, we still don't know what the fuck a junkhead is. Well, with even well, better. It's like a Wang Chung. Do you really know what Wang Chung is? But like... Well, I mean, when you guys get bumpers from people at cons, they're like, Jughead? No, not Jughead. <laughs> junkhead. What's that? I don't know. You don't know. And it still comes out as Jughead, and that's fine. That's totally fine. We need those little crowns. Well, and just a whole bunch of hamburgers. Well, we already got the hamburger part. Well, I'm pretty, pretty sure there's hamburgers in tow wherever you and I go. Well, I know, right? All you have to go back is our 200th episode. We had Tim on, and we asked him what the junkhead was, and he still did not have a definitive answer, <laughs> no. which is the perfect part. And I think on par for this course, You're for right. our podcast. But um, Nerds and Nostalgia initially was a weekly thing that you and I did. And it was very much open to any genre. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked comedies, uh, boner jams, dramas. All over the place. All over the place. And we realized two podcasts at the same time was tough to do. Yeah. And that's when nerds transitioned into a monthly live podcast mm-hmm. that we did over at Tapcade. Ah. Uh. R.I.P. Tapcade. Sincerely, R.I.P. Tapcade. Tap Rip 420 burritos. We were <laughs> talking about that the other night, uh, how just like that place was just so wonderful. Well, do you know how the live Nerds and Nostalgia whole thing came about? Do you remember our official first live episode we ever did? It Was it Hamburger? No, no. that was the first episode. Nightmare Junkhead. We did a live show where we did something after the uh, the Nightmare that sh- that oh yeah that documentary about night terrors yeah that was fucking th- I saw that I watched a little bit of that the other day and I was like god damn that's still scary mm-hmm. I remembered that that was one of our first live things and it was the whole concept because we screened the movie beforehand and then we did a live our very first live episode afterwards and our whole thing was we wanted people to come down and talk about if they have night terrors yes yeah. and just experience you know, share their thoughts and it went. I think pretty decently, mm-hmm. and it was definitely especially our... for not knowing what the fuck we were doing. Well, exactly. But we still like... t- again after three hundred episodes, we still don't. Oh no, you can still see the fear in our <laughs> eyes, regardless. But I distinctly remember that first night, watching people react to whether it was your shenanigans or just seeing them react to remembering something that happened in the film that really affected them. It was fun, mm-hmm. and that different kind of feel, because you know very much too, Dustin, you, you've set in for my anxiety-written ass for many a times, but doing a live podcast versus something indoors in your basement, wherever, so different. Mm-hmm. And so Nerds yeah. became this monthly movie night, which was so much fun, which made it easier for Junkhead to remain a weekly horror thing. So we had a really nice balance there, and unfortunately, of course... Um, when Tapcade went down, yeah. sadly, so did the live nerds. But let's be honest, I'm not missing it so much because that was just a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But Dustin, so many times, man, and this is why I have lo- just love you like a brother, but many a times when you go back to those live shows, it's not me and Genius. It's Genius and Dustin. And that's because inevitably, with my just being the way I am, and I've always been tried to be honest with this... Another good thing with this podcast is I've tried to be honest about how I am 
mentally and yeah. keeping me honest and you know you know just I've had these anxiety attacks and I'm just like hey I, I can't make it tonight you know we can cancel it and genius of course the show must go on forever the show the show must go on and lately. Dustin being the friend he is being the performer he is being the talent that he is can sneak in like nothing because you guys have 20 years worth of friendship man and number one for you guys to let me into the fold. Uh, if anything, this podcast is also about friendship. Yeah. I feel like we're like de jour here in uh, Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare Junkhead is about friendship. And, and it really is because I'm 45 and 300 episodes. So many things have happened to all three of us. Oh, I know. To many people that are our listeners, to people that we've you know become friends with through this podcast. You know, a lot of life has happened. Mm-hmm. And being honest with it, it's kind of nice to go back and to document these things. If you go back to the first like maybe fifty to a seventy episodes, I was happily married for quite some time, and I had a lot of anecdotes about that time. And then there's that dark time where I was just struggling. And I've always been trying to be honest about it because I it keeps me, you know, in check more than anything. Helps ground. It and does. It does. And like like my life has changed significantly. Like when I was, we were talking about it again the other night. Like just me going out and all the party and everything, and I don't do as much anymore. And then I like my love of kitty cats now. And oh, being like. <laughs> All that stuff, like, like I'm the a, infiltration into your right? home. <laughs> I'm a I'm a totally different person now that like than I was uh, 300 episodes ago, you know. And it's just it's crazy. I can recall uh, early on in our friendship, you crashing out in my basement, and I don't know how we got you. We either got you through the garage door or how we got you down the basement stairs. Is you, my friend? We're inebriated with a capital I. <laughs> you were singing songs. You were singing shanties as we would get you through there. And I was just entertained, as was Amy at the time, you know? And we realized this is a good dude. But, man, he's he's having fun. <laughs> and I was at the time when I wasn't having fun. And there were probably times you were probably hanging out with Amy without me, probably, because I was at home probably watching stuff, and I'd get a call. It's like, oh, can you come pick us up? Yeah, where's Greg? Oh, he'll come and get us later. Yes. And I'm like, okay, all yes. right, well, <laughs> right on. And that was the way. That's the way it was. And it was almost a little bit like, oh, rats, but okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that was, again, me in my comfort place, but I distinctly remember the first time we had Dustin on, it was, it was still when Nerds was not a live show. And we did a whole thing. It was on the Road Warrior Road Warrior franchise, <laughs> and I remember meeting you, Dustin, for the first time. And I was like, "Hey, can my buddy come on? He loves. He can talk Mad Max all day." And I'm, I know how I look, and I know you should never judge a book by his cover. But if anyone has never seen Dustin, he's a pretty intimidating looking guy. A it's brick. because I don't smile. I've got RBF. I can't <laughs> help it. And the fact that you're a I got resting bald face. <laughs> Bravo. Well, then, like, you're a brick shithouse, dude. I you're mean, a big like, guy. You've got, you've got a look. and You're, you're in construction and shows. I look know? like Vince Diesel. Vince Diesel. <laughs> All about family. <laughs> but the best part, though, is... <laughs> the, the fat and the anxious instead of the fat and the furious. That's the junkhead sub. Then that's our new nightmare junkhead. The fat and the anxious. And so... <laughs> It's about family. <laughs> As our first entry into the thing, we don't steal DVD players. We're going after Betamaxes. There we go. 
good lord. Then it becomes then, like, then it becomes then later a on with, for a Krispy right, Kreme. Then later on with your spinoff, it's Bald's Bald and Shaw or something like Sweet. that, you know, and just like it just gets on madness. We're in space. As long as their connection with Jason Statham, that would make your mother happy. Right. There you oh go. yeah, that's the truth. I'd get pushed out of that that's film quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the way, Mijo. Sit down. <laughs> and then, obviously, the minute you open your mouth, you realize that you're just you're a giant sized nerd. And yeah, yeah. I think from the get go, because the minute the first time I had Genius on on the Dedrick Movie Night podcast, uh-huh. and I don't know if that still is is in circulation anywhere, which would be funny to listen to, because that was the first time you and I ever. We'll have to check Libsyn. Yeah, it's probably somewhere there. Again, it's the Undead Sea Scrolls there. <laughs> We that, talked. That's, that's where that's where um, the first uh, Return of the Living Dead is at. Yeah, and that's oh, the, where all the, the missing the score, episodes, the commentary, the what's the score, all that, all the missing one. You'd be you would not be wrong, but I remember listening to that, and I remember just the first interaction, and I genuinely felt this just cool chemistry, and I was like, man, it feels like I've known this guy for a really long time. Right, we we're like doing karate in the basement. Did we just <laughs> become best friends. Yup. I didn't expect that to happen again <laughs> when, you know, this 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 freaking guy that if you throw him a hockey mask and some bondage gear could do a damn, <laughs> damn mean. Leave the gas For the last time, away. I'm not cosplaying ah. Lord Humongous. I'm telling you, dude, I got the trifold hat. I could be like, yeah, the Ayatollah of rock and roller. Dude, we'll get you a mullet wig, dude. You'll be feral kid doing flips and I shit. can't do backflips anymore. <laughs> I could throw a boomerang somewhere and, like, cars yeah. go off on... Overpass. Either that or a street tough tries to grab it and chops the fingers. Exactly. But Perfect. The minute we started talking about that, I realized it's like, wow, I think I might have another friend by extension. And you've been, both of you have been such a constant presence in my life through 300 episodes of this, through nerds, through coming on your show, Media Rewind. And I think more than anything, We've got these little homes that we call podcasts. Mm-hmm. And the podcasts are where we go to Audio have... Audio safe spaces. Yes. and I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, we like, talk a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not only that, but like piggybacking on what Greg said, there's been times where I've just been feeling like shit and depression comes in and mm-hmm. all that shit. Because like, like, you know, sometimes it'll hit me hard and I'm just like, you know, but like... The shows and, and talking to you guys have given me something to look forward to and something to talk to and bounce off what's going on and just to be able to like vent and talk about it. again an audio safe space like like seriously like I've told you this before I've told you this before this podcast has changed my life I don't know what I would do without Nightmare Junkhead well, I've, I've told both of you before Media Rewind would not exist without Nerds and Nostalgia and Nightmare Junkhead I mean and everybody oh yeah you're just you're waxing Greg Scooter no I mean I, ah. literally, I <laughs> literally everything that I've put together for the podcast is a copycat of all of the technical aspects that you use the the mixing board the I use Audacity you know I, I kind of piggybacked off your brain but you know Genius and I talked about it one time because we we like talking shit. We like talking shit about movies, like talking shit about TV shows. And we just sat down one day and was just like, hey, we're watching all these shows. Do you just want to kind of do what you and Greg do? And he was like, sure. So that's where Media Rewind came about. It was like, let's do Walking Dead. Yeah. Cool. All right. (laughs) Let's do Game of Thrones. Cool. Cool. All right. (laughs) And that's just it. And you guys are dipping into 20. 30 plus years of yeah, friendship? Yeah, we met when mm-hmm. we were 12, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So it's 30. Yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Do I have to buy you like something silver or is right. that 25? Something. This. 
I'm gonna get you something tarnished. Fifty is gold, and that's all I'm worried about. If I can I'll probably I'm pay get for you a rusty ass nail, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for thirty, if you get tetanus. <laughs> Hope you up on your immunizations. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd like to think that all of our listeners are good that way, but we're not passing judgment. <laughs> We've done that for 300 some odd episodes right. at this point. <laughs> but no, man, like you said, it's been therapeutic for, for me. Like, the podcasts I listen to have become part of my regular routine and part of my mental health at this point. And it's just, again, it's become something that I look forward to and just enjoy being able to have friends now. Mm-hmm. It's so nice. And just making memories and the shenanigans and meeting people through this podcast. Right? People I don't think I would have ever had any kind of interaction with if it wasn't for this piddly little show. Sure, it's yeah. so yep. nice. And all the shenanigans that we've had, like Carpenter Fest and the people that we've Aragon. met. And people we've met through the show, like the blonde in front. Well, the fact... Oh, and... To, GG and all, everybody. And that's the... So let's... That's just name two out of the... Let's go back again here. So we're going to go a little... Do you remember the very first film we ever hosted officially together... Kind of either as nerds or nightmare junkhead. Conan the Barbarian, the thirty-five millimeter screen. Uh-huh. I th- only think the reason we were asked to do that was because we had what people just assumed was a successful podcast, but it was something <laughs> at least they knew of. Uh-huh. It was almost like a brand. Thank and again, I'm not saying we have. The fact they that we know done... how to talk into a microphone. So yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. They must yeah. be somewhat confident. They know how to talk into a mic. But I don't think if we had that, we would have gotten that invitation. Right. And thankfully, many, many moons ago, we still are lucky enough to be involved to do that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. that's been, I think, one of my favorite extensions from the podcast that we've been able to, I don't want to say contribute, but be part of. Right, be a part of. The, the be a fil- cog in the wheel. Yes, because I never strive to be a filmmaker. I like enjoy, I like talking about movies. That's why we do the podcast. I never want to be... Part of that, but me, however, that 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 that. Oh, is that a camera right over there? Okay. Hi. So How's it yeah, going? we know where I stand. I'm behind the curtain. He's in front of the curtain. Dustin, where are you? I'm, I'm guarding the door. I'm security. <laughs> I'm making sure people had a wristband. That is so freaking appropriate. Uh, but I was thinking, like, and we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do for a 300 episode. Uh, 200, we had Tim on. Mm -hmm. 250, we had Jill and all them on talking the stylist. And again, just... Yeah, huge congrats again to Jill. Oh, of course. And And again, going back to meeting people and again, the journey. Mm. The journey that from short film that we got a chance to see and all that stuff to all the way to the feature Mm -hmm. film. The fact that it's now getting so much good praise. It's it's tearing it up. So many people's like best of 2021 list. So, yeah. Like that's another experience. That's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, so proud of them. I oh no, and that's the so best part. Proud of them. The fact that Kansas City now is really seen as this really viable film community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Rea uh, with I Am Lisa has been getting a lot of press. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got Todd Sheets. Uh, we've just so much talent here, and the fact that I think people are encouraged to come here now because of that, and the good experiences that they're having within the film community. It's uh, and being being part of it. Technically, Nightmare Junkhead is part of the film because we're both in it. Yeah, and some and of it's filmed at where Nerd we record. Hollow. Yeah, right. it's it's in my very neighborhood. So, and I I take pride in that because without this podcast, that would not be that yeah. would not be at all. Mm-hmm. Our friends uh, over at Three B Productions they're putting together their first film, Tapeheads. I don't know. I 
The trailer they, looks fun. It looks great. Yeah, it does. It really yeah. does. Yeah, now, it does. I'd like to think <laughs> yeah, it does. that if it wasn't for the podcast, I'd be friends with all of them. But you never know. You know? It's mm-hmm. just... So this is a lot of it, cool what-ifs. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm glad everything goes on. But again, it's good to know I'm on this path, you know? Because mm-hmm. again, I don't know what I would do without meeting you or like going out with well, the experience again shenanigans in a tumwa and like all that different fun stuff okay well i want to take it back a little old school here because i was we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do for the episode and i wanted to take it back to the beginning where we would just just talk mm-hmm. as if we were many many moons ago with no microphones just three nerds hanging out this and that but i've been very fortunate enough here recently to introduce a friend uh, to Arnold Schwarzenegger's filmography. <laughs> not scripted. Not scripted. That's some Pavlovian <laughs> shit right there. Uh, <laughs> Arnold. And every every viewing is a first time. Uh, started uh, with Predator, and it killed. Yes. Obviously. Of course, yeah. it's Predator. It's Predator. Uh, went into Conan. Mm-hmm. Contemplative. So freaking wonderful. Had some issues with uh, James Earl Jones' bangs, but I'm still a fan. Right. Thulsa Doom had, had, Thulsa had Doom's glorious exactly, hair. Exactly. Glorious. He like, could rock like the Genius bangs. says that he's got like voluptuous hair. You ain't got a fucking no, candle not on to Thulsa hold Doom. Thulsa Doom. Nah, Thulsa Doom's got it slick. He's got his shit on tight. Yeah, he does. Like, that, even when he takes his helmet off, it's like... Yeah. Not many people can rock the bangs like that. Courtney Cox tried and failed. Like, fucking... <laughs> like, <laughs> so, no. He and, he rocked it. He rocked it. Plus, he knows how to party. Yes, he does. He yes, knows how he to party. Does. Yes, he's he does. He's James Earl Jones. He's Thulsa Doom. <laughs> Every moment. It was glorious. Uh, Commando killed as well. Boom, 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 boom. That's what our 300th episode should be. It should be the Commando cut. The Commando commentary? Should be the Commando commentary. So we, I think that's our Patreon exclusive well, like, that might celebratory be. 300. Well, well, here's yeah, that might have to be a, a bonus extra because the, the reason it hasn't been released <laughs> is the audio. The, it's not good. The audio. The, Damn the, it, we need the Dedrick cut. Yeah. <laughs> if you, cut. If you can it's darker. <laughs> it's grittier. I don't know if we can get much darker. <laughs> the, the sound quality is not the greatest, unfortunately. It was just one of those I somehow or another. Yeah, then maybe that's a bonus. That's like, it'll be a bonus. You know, maybe it's our birthday, but we're giving you the present. No <laughs> well, receipts. And the <laughs> no best part backs. though is seeing this because I think the Arnold films, depending on when you grew up, depending on your background. For some people, they can be just ridiculous and silly, but for others, they're just bombastic and wonderful, or ridiculous and silly and awesome in the mm-hmm. same way. And it's fun to just see them connect with these films. But recently, watched Pumping Iron for the first time, <laughs> which is streaming currently on Amazon Prime. Now, how long has it been? For you, you probably watched it yesterday, Dustin, no, right? No, it's, it's probably been a couple months. Uh, honestly, because, dude, I love Pumping Iron. It's It's so... It's it's so over the top, Arnold, but yeah. the way he just fucks with Ferrigno nonstop during that movie is ridiculous. How long has it been since you've seen it? I've seen that, but I've seen enough. What? I know, right? Oh, but my. But I've seen enough on, like, I've seen all the Arnold clips. Right. And, like, all oh, you've stuff. not seen I've... all the Arnold. Yeah, yeah actually, <laughs> that, okay. And I wanted to, okay, that's what I'm talking about does then he because he dong in the movie. Well, he does he unleash the dinosaur? His buddy does because there's a shower scene. Is it Sven? This does side, he show Ollie Thorson? This side, Oliver Form School girls. Oh God, I wish it was Sven Ollie. It's Franco. It, they have tripod. No, it's <laughs> the guy's short enough as it is. 
it's legit. It's so charming, dude. It's like you see why Arnold works, why he became a star. Exactly. He is just so charismatic. Even though he's messing with Ferrigno, mm-hmm. you kind of are rooting for him to win regardless. <laughs> well, because it's it's really weird because like during Pumping Iron, that whole group of bodybuilders that came out while the you know all of the big names, they weren't maliciously picking on each other. They were just they fucking were, around. It was, they, they were like. You know, they they were like a, a band of brothers that just, just happened to be in the shit. gym together. Yeah. yeah, and they were just picking at each other. Oh, you're, right. you're 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 not you know you're not flexing up enough. Oh, you're not you're not cut out there enough. Oh, you need to do it this way. And it's like it, it's just so charming to see Arnold, who we we now know is just you know this this movie god. Gosh, yeah, it, it's just like all these other guys in this movie that's just playing well, second fiddle. And there's an entire generation now that only know him. As the old big guy with the donkey, right? Mm-hmm. Whiskey, Lulu, Lulu, <laughs> dance with daddy. So when you, so when you, daddy schnitzel, <laughs> whiskey for my donkeys. <laughs> so when you get to see him in 1974, this is 1974, coming all over the place. <laughs> and that moment, and that moment comes in like 20 minutes in, early on. <laughs> and there was a moment because is this it? I'm like, yeah, this is that moment. Because if you've been to any movies that we host, and Arnold is anywhere near the movie, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, guaranteed. It feels like I'm coming somewhere in the pre-show, probably three times throughout. <laughs> I'll usually start with it. It'll seem, find its way in the middle, and then we'll close into it. I love it. It's the comedy rule of threes. Oh, you know, so. Did an outdoor screening of Predator. Mm. And of course, I include that in there. Now, you talk about know your audience. <laughs> I get there because I was going to host it. And it wasn't that well attended, which was a bummer. Bull- Bullshit. <laughs> a bunch of slack-jawed right, F-words. Exactly, I was about to say that. And let's just say... No sexual we, tyrannosaurus. We, we should keep that in the 80s. Yep, that's just <laughs> it. But the people that were there all brought their kids. Oh. Oh, wonderful. And in the pre-show... I only included the, the coming scene once. I, I was closing with it before we brought into like the trailers, and I told Adam that, and I was like, hey, man, like, I, I think this might be in poor taste, potentially. <laughs> and here's where, like, bloop, genius comes up, and like, dude, it's an R-rated movie. Fuck it. Dude, it's R-rated. You know? They know what they're getting in for. Must be 17 or under without a parental guard, and that's on them. That's very true. And then, bloop, and they just disappear in, in flames. <laughs> and to be fair... <clears throat> Pumping Iron is a PG movie. Yeah. Bloop. <laughs> Rational side. <Right. laughs> well, thankfully, he kind of went through that quickly, which I appreciated. But it's one of those things that, yes, it's so funny. It's so candid. And he's being so serious. Mm-hmm. And the moment when he's talking about pumping up in front of 5,000 people, the way he just does his arm, it's just he's so into it. And it's just such a nice moment. It's, I don't think it's like bravado or an egoist he just he is the top at that moment and he realizes it and he's good with it yeah he's Arnold he's Arnold but he's just calm Arnold you know he's just come here you know like when he first made when he was doing Hercules in New York and shit they were talking about like oh you'll never make you need to change your name no one's gonna remember Arnold Schwarzenegger what you should do is you should be Tom Arnold I shit you not. Well, true we lies would have been, been different. Yeah, right. exactly. Tom Arnold and Tom Arnold. Instead of like he would be, they would Tom Twins. Arnold Square, right? The Toms, the two Toms, two Arnold. Have you seen uh, the long, um, the long goodbye? Is the that L- with Elliot Gould? Elliot Gould. No, Arnold is also in that movie. Really? Doesn't say a word, 
but it's part of a scene where everyone has to take off their clothes. So you've got oh, Elliot Gould. <laughs> you've got Elliot Gould along with these other frumpy-looking middle-aged dudes, <laughs> and then 1970s Arnold Schwarzenegger, you get this, like chiseled out of marble, fucking absolute fucking statuesque person, and Adonis just coming <laughs> out and shit. One Big these... Jim Slade. <laughs> Have you seen that Streets of L.A., that episode where Arnold plays this guy that gets all roided out and ah, goes on like a spree and winds up accidentally snapping a reporter's neck because she laughed at him? Wow. I'm not. That took a dark uh, turn. Yeah. I did. Stop <laughs> laughing at me! Snap! <laughs> and I'm like, God damn! Well, needless to say, the whole point of talking about pumping iron was to get around to the fact that, yeah, there is this shower scene where you don't see Arnold's dong. You see his buddies. Uh, the one that he is, Arnold from far. this dude is posing and doing his stuff. Dude, Arnold really appreciates the work that he's doing. He's like, this guy's a star. Look what he's doing. He's like, appreciates all little subtle things. It's kind of, again, it's charming. But at the same time, you know, he'd wipe the floor with him mm-hmm. regardless. But yeah, he shares this shower scene. And yeah, it's PG. You get dong. You get dong. Hmm. 1984, flash forward then. So that came out in 1975. It took us only nine years, technically, to get Arnold Dong in a film that we have not done an official episode on. We've talked about it. But in The Terminator, when he shows up, he's walking toward... We haven't done a full... We, no, we've never not no. an official episode. No, we've done, like, Secret Slashers. Yes, yeah, so we've talked about it. N- yeah, Wow. Huh. But needless to say, when re- when getting to the Terminator finally for the Schwarzenegger filmography, I was like, hey, just watch this. You're going to enjoy this. And it's just like, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> and, and 4K it's glory. Like a fucking brontosaurus tail and shit. <laughs> just like. Listen, you know, we on the commentary, we talked about Kevin Bacon and his need to show. At this point, man, Arnold was just, I don't think he cared. He knew what he had. I think he actually, like a Terminator, could see into the future and realized in 4K. You're going to see it all. Grains <laughs> be damned. days you're going to see my whiskey and lulus. <laughs> <laughs> but then what's great, though, is then in Terminator 2, he got big enough, so to speak, you only get the backside of yeah. Arnold. Yeah. He no longer does full frontal. And you I get my back. <laughs> and it was just kind of funny that you would still get that in those films. And I almost, this all is all about because um, I just recently watched The Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. a DC comics-based film set in the canon, so it's official, it's endorsed, it's an R-rated film, it's James Gunn, Dong is hung in the Suicide Squad. Is it King Shark? (laughs) Shark Dong! Shark Dong! (laughs) Shark Dong! Wait a minute. How? No, I don't know. It's not, and I'm glad it's not, because now I'm thinking about that, because then if you need to see Shark Dong... All you have to do is go back to the 70s and see the Italian Stallion. Yeah, there you yeah, go. That's true. That's it. Or you can see that movie called Dick Shark. <laughs> really? You 300 episodes? The days of Dick Crypticon Past. Is that something that you found at Crypticon? Yeah, that's a real movie, Dick Shark. I'm not shitting on Dick Shark, because again... <laughs> it's probably somebody's favorite. Exactly, and I'm sure someone's life went into that film. But man, that's a, quite a title. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you're getting into. It's Pieces. Oh, that's... It's that's, exactly what you think it is. That's fair. That's fair. Well, it's it's James Gunn comic book movie, so it's... Good just, to see James Gunn do R-rated shit again. 
I was pretty pleased with it. I was pretty pleased. Um, I'm hoping, and actually, I think we're probably going to go see it, actually, after mm-hmm. we record this, technically. I've already actually recorded my whole I've seen that, but I'm curious to see your reaction with it, because it goes a lot of different places. It's very colorful, and as someone that's an action film fan, um, and there's actually... You two are the ones, actually, that got me to finally sit down and watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another movie we're going to get you to sit down and watch, too. Well, We've been talking about it for a while. Nipper Twist. All right? That's going to be our 300th episode. The Nacho Libre? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you actually... I distinctly remember that evening. Do you remember what we did beforehand before we watched that film? Before we watched... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time. We went to Vintage Stock. It wasn't vintage. Well, maybe it was. I think we actually actually went out to the big bra- uh, brass armadillo. The brass, ar- yeah, yeah. We need to go back in there. That place is rad as shit, dude. I love the brass. Everybody's talking. <laughs> it's got everybody talking about the brass armadillo. So very regional here. Brass armadillo is this basic. Uh, it's an indoor. It's, an it's a chain yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They got a couple of brass. Armadillos. It's regional. Yeah, it's like a it's Midwest. Store. Yeah, of yeah, just random consignments. But there is a few booths in ours here that are just glorious. They're loaded with genre stuff. The Horror. poster booth, the the figurine booth. My I'm my glad you said glorious. <laughs> well, yeah. There's not a glory hole. I, booth, I was dude. afraid There's you were going to say there, there were a bunch of they there were a bunch it. of holes that were glorious. I'm like, no. Everybody's not talking. That's what it is. That's <laughs> the ass armadillo. <laughs> this is about the time I really wish I could kick in that midnight cowboy music just a <laughs> genius with just this sad look on his face. <sighs> oh, <good boy. laughs> well, no, my Flash Gordon poster actually came from there. So it's my, my commando poster came from there. A number of vinyls I actually own has come from there. Mm-hmm. The, the reason I'm in debt is because I've gone to that place. <laughs> <laughs> but I distinctly remember we had gone there. We had all picked up things that we probably didn't need. Came back. I watched the film and I just fell in love. Right, you're gonna watch Guardians, okay? And I don't know why I've been so cantankerous when it comes to those comic book movies, and especially the ones that are. Right up my alley. I just don't know what it is. I mean, because they get hate. You know, I mean, like everybody's like, ah. especially now. I mean, no matter how big and popular it is, everybody's still like, ah, superhero movies. Right, right. Well, I think they still are viable. I mean, fucking Loki was rad. Right. The thing with superhero movies that I just don't get is that people need to understand what demographic they're made for. Sure. You know, like Greg, I've I've heard you say this multiple times. This movie isn't for people in our age demographic. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with the Star Wars, like the episode oh, yeah. one through three. Everybody's like, oh those fucking movies suck and George Lucas, nah blah blah. It's like they weren't made for us. They were the like eight to ten you know, Fuck, eight to thirteen Ghostbusters. Right, exactly. They're not made for guys in their forties to sit there and pick apart because oh, I don't like the lighting. Ooh, <laughs> let me ask you this: Have you watched the? Speaking of uh, over the, those fanboys, have you watched the Masters of the Universe? No, but I heard it's rad. I saw the first couple minutes of of the Revelation. Yeah, listen, I, I enjoyed it, but I am not someone where if you create something that doesn't equal to what I want it to be. You've ruined my childhood. So I just, there's a lot of negative reviews out there. Genius will love it because Skeletor's, yeah, Mark Hamill. I fucking love Mark <laughs> Hamill. I fucking adore you that blundering boob. It's tough not to hear the Joker, though, in his performance. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I it's... think like a mixture of the Joker and the Skeletor is wonderful. Well, they've got uh, Lena Headey as Evil Lynn. Cersei, yes. sing, sing for Cersei's. I choose evil, Lynn. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
I'd like to think that was scripted in there, but no, absolutely <laughs> not. That's uh, the beauty of watching you guys operate. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, actually. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just it's a it's so frustrating. I think to be a genre fan at this point too, because of the fact that social media has become so toxic. Dude, fandom kills a lot of franchises, man. Fandom in general kills like a lot of the things people love. You know, it sucks. That's one good thing about the horror community as the whole. Everybody's like is really cool with each other. Overwhelm. I mean, o- for most, for yeah. the most part, of there's course. exceptions. Right. I mean, like <laughs> conversation. Stop but it! Stop it! That's a big divider in the community. Sure. But at the same time, everybody's like, "Oh, you like horror? Cool, I do too." You know, it's not like uh, I think spooky kids are more accepting than mm-hmm. you know. They're not as like tribal as other genres. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you don't like psychological thrillers, it's like, oh, you must not get it. You're not smart enough. And it's like, what? no, no, not really. I just don't like that type Well, it's of movie, almost like, you know? like in, going back to the comic books, it's like, oh, you don't read the comics. You're just a... Right. You're not a you purist. You don't know. Oh. What are you doing? You know? Like, oh, or that's not like how the comic books are. You can't make this person that Well, they've part. rebooted literally every comic book story multiple, right. multiple times. And how many so, times has people died and come back different in comics? So it right. doesn't fucking matter. I mean, yeah. like this story is still there i mean i'm down for whatever you know i'm down for making falcon the new captain america going forward through the avengers you know you know it's going to get hate we're not going to have that's a, not my captain america a, is it know? a good story right b is it acted well that's all well, i really care about yeah you know? exactly and at this point they they do put together they get good character actors mm-hmm. uh, the production and they put money in the good, yeah, yeah. The, the special effects and i and have i've watched the scarlet uh, and vision this season one i really enjoyed it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Didn't watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Loki, it's but good. I know enough of to yep, know what right. happened. Yeah. yeah, that I don't have to watch the movies to actually follow along with some of the. I should say watch the TV series to follow along with the films because mm-hmm. it does seem a little vaunt. Just you could be overwhelmed sometimes with the amount of stuff you have to watch. Right. To keep up. Yeah. Very but again, true. you don't know who is that's your program here. But it's also made for kids or teens with disposable time. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily adults that are trying to find times to watch it. These are for time that can watch it whenever. And again, I think they're knocking it out because there's an entire generation of nerds that are growing up with this kind of content at their mm-hmm. disposal. Well, I can't tell you how happy I am as a 42-year-old you know, Midwestern guy that I, I see kids back into comic books. Uh, yeah. You know, like they're, the comic book industry is like jumping off again because a lot of these movies are, you know, being so successful. And it's like, just like, God, I wish they would start making like the image movies, not like Spawn, you know, because everybody pans. Oh, I'm down for a Savage Dragon I'm film. I'm down for Savage Dragon. I'm down for Young Blood, Gen 13. You know, give some of these like lesser known slick. properties. Make but a live like, action The Max. But no, I'm just, oh, I'm happy okay. to see like, you know, the, the kids kind of revert. The kids. The kids. The kids to die. No, no I'm happy to he's see. He's Voldemort the, now. No, I'm, I'm happy to see the kids are, are like reverse engineering where these, these comic book movie characters are coming yeah. from. Because I mean, they're getting some damn good actors. Yeah, I mean yeah. Idris Elba. Hey, I, I, I was sold on Suicide Squad when I heard they cast him alone, let alone Margot Robbie and everybody else. And Stallone. Oh, and Stallone. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> and. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so here it's embarrassing to admit it, but I'm in the midst of Theater One watching the Suicide Squad, Dong Hung and everything. Two times in that film, I got teary eyed. And I was embarrassed. I was like, I'm looking down at the floor going, the last time I did this was Train to Basan. <laughs> and I'm doing this for the Suicide Squad. 
So wow. take that as you will. Speaking of Train to Busan and speaking of uh, Junkhead, how many awesome movies have we seen because... Oh, man. A uh, number of them. Right? First-timers, uh, like Busan, What We Do in the Shadows, Turbo Kid. Remember we got to see Turbo Kid before it even came out? My friend, I could... Precisely in my basement where we were, and the smile on my face when the music kicked in do, do, with the jump. Ju- oh like, my god! Then Apple, oh. the the Fury Road. Seeing that witness, mediocre. Fucking love that movie. Little moments like that that have been nice. Um, Nerdoween obviously has come about because of the podcast. It's almost time, kids. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm just uh, a little sad about that though. Because every Nerdoween, I got a, I, I did a twelve sixty, which was three four twenty Tapcade burritos. I won't be able to do three four twenty burritos. Oh my god, Dustin! I'm just saying, man. I like that's, my food. That's, <laughs> that is a lot Eat of the food. food. There has to be a way to bring the four twenties to Screenland. Oh. Luckily, we have the inside track with some individuals at Screenland uh, that uh, my one of my favorite bartenders is trying to make that happen. Really? Yeah. Trying to. I you don't know, know if what? It's gonna, if it's going to come to fruition, but I like actually get to get now the cluckety cluck as a pizza. Ooh, Ooh. that sounds a, really good. It's a little off Ooh. the menu item, but you all can maybe hey, if you're listening, request it. Nuts. It's an Asia classic, so I'm going to give her total credit on that. Okay. No, no. I couldn't do it, but it sounds delicious. Well, you know what? That's another thing. Um, through the 300 episodes, we started at the Draft House. That was the first time we really hosted anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we got kind of a name that if you saw us come out, you're probably like, God, these guys again. Or hopefully, like, you know, if you saw us, maybe that new, you're going to see something interesting. Because mm-hmm. that's the one thing. We've always, all of us. It's always going to be interesting. Good, and bad, or indifferent. You're going to be like, oh, okay. But also stuff we love. Oh, yeah. And we'll never show anything ironically. No, no. Never, 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 never. <laughs> no, I even remember at one point, because we had to, you hosted a screening of, was it um, Big Country? No. Um, Pure Country. Pure Country. I fucking love that movie. Dude, that's hey, a great film. That movie is great. And you had not seen it before, mm-hmm. and so they needed someone to host it, and you were like, what? You know, cool. And it, I can like, what crowd did that bring? Do you remember? A lot of white women. A lot of why I know I was like Don't dream But I put twang Don't dream it Be it Nice little Tammy Wynette Thank you Yeah go on Not too bad Not too bad Thank you No but uh, I had a blast I thought they are like You're gonna host it But the cool thing about it Is like I, I went in I'll do this sometimes Especially when it's a movie That I have no clue about Or I don't think I'm gonna like I'll watch it first mm-hmm. So I watched it a couple of days, and so when I came out, I'm like, oh, the grandma's best. I could gush all over it, and they're like, he really knows and enjoys the movie. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this movie is great. Well, there, you do take a bit of pride in that, and that's the other thing that I think that we've hopefully, we do bring something to the game. Because my whole thing is to enhance and bring people out to the theater, because the theatrical experience has been the other thing that I've really been happy to be part of. And even mm-hmm. if we didn't do the podcast, I was a normal attendee at the draft house i was a normal attendee at screenland and that's probably why they knew us because they recognize us like these guys are here all the time jesus maybe maybe they can do something for us potentially (laughs) (laughs) and that's fine and thankfully it's worked we keep getting invited back and Mm -hmm. it's maybe it's because of those pictures right and doing and me in the basement (laughs) locked behind things and we get to do cool stuff it's in like 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 
Joe and Adam. I yeah, mean, that stuff was amazing. That's a that's a bucket list shit. And like it's yeah. been, and that's the other thing. When I look back at it, it's again the people we've interacted with, um, the memories that have been made, man. And mm-hmm. it's I don't take them for granted first and foremost. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun to experience just this entire ride. And 300 episodes in, I'm looking back at it and, you know, all the movies we've watched, the stuff that we've talked about. Phantasm Ravenger. Oh, Phantasm Ravenger. I mean, what, what an experience. And hopefully people that know the episodes that have been on our journey, they know that means boo. I have never in my life and never since have been to a movie that has literally gotten boos in the crowd. I was waiting for like rotten tomatoes and shit to come out. And there we are. It's lettuce getting thrown at the screen. Here's what I appreciate, though, is the fact that they gave it a beat after the credits rolled. They didn't boo immediately. They just gave that second. Because we were both like, huh? And then it hit. Boo. God love them. But that was memorable. Yeah, it was. That was memorable. Yeah, it was. Um, there's a reason. Technically, we haven't done a Phantasm Ravager episode. Uh, three hundred. There, there's a reason why we technically haven't done another Comic Con episode. <laughs> yeah, oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, te- I guess that was on Nerds. Uh, that still life, us. <laughs> yeah. It's still yeah, us. yeah. And again, if you've why? You've been with us for three hundred episodes. You know why? <laughs> you know why I can't go to certain carpets. <laughs> no more no. Rochelle. No. no more from Carpet Corner. <laughs> <laughs> but I also. That's me nope. being very honest about because those embarrassing yeah. moments growing up, but and then and then I just put the icing on the Spider-Man cake, oh literally. Whip. <laughs> Thank you, Excelsior. <laughs> but all Thank- the, but all those moments though tied to <laughs> pop culture, genre stuff, oh. comic books, these things that have been in our lives all these years. That why we still talk so passionately about them. Why we have these podcasts that five people listen to, and that's okay because. I enjoy listening to podcasts. I when I my favorite kind of podcasts are the ones I feel like I could talk back to and God help me, I occasionally do when walking Charlie. <laughs> and three hundred episodes in I still don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> That's okay, man. That's okay. That is your thing. <laughs> but I'm hoping that we still have this much fun another fifty episodes in when we hit episode three fifty, when mm-hmm. we hit episode four hundred, which means that's more into the mouth of March Madness. I'm that down. we have to plan, you know? Those have oh. been wonderful. March Madnesses, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of work and it's stressful, but so stressful. it is hella stressful. And then, but I think we've, after like six years, I think we've got getting it down. Like, we need to start way now. early. We, we should start be doing like it December. now. December. Like, right after Christmas and the Nerds, we get cracking on like March Madness. No, quite honestly, but, after Nerdoween is the time yeah, when we need true. to start doing it. But um, those have been a lot of fun. And such. Gems that we've never even seen, and Martin the Resurrected. Yep, I mean, just like Martin wow. getting a Blu-ray release here next year. Mm-hmm. Also, and again, just having having getting him to watch Society. You're first shunting, my friend. <laughs> when when we all watched Thirst together, pieces pieces. <laughs> all these movies, I don't think pieces. you would have watched potentially. No, and, and actually, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that. I without you guys, I wouldn't have watched a lot of those. Honestly, I mean, wh- ladies and gentlemen, Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've seen Sleepaway Camp before, you guys, but it's just like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have jumped back into the horror genre as much as I did. Hey, hell, genius! Without you, I wouldn't have gone to Crypticon. Yeah. I mean, you drug me to Crypticon, I think, back in what, the third or fourth year. And that's like you were saying. That's where I met the guys from 3B because mm. 
uh, Chris's wife, Regina, and I were talking shit about Rob Zombie's Halloween. You know? And that's how I met her. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I didn't so, realize that's yeah, how... Yeah, we were, we were outside in front of the Hojo just talking shit. Just like, hey, what'd you think of this movie? And, and I also, Chris and Regina, I think, still have the best cosplay ever when they showed up as pagans. pagans. Yep. <laughs> And that was fucking <laughs> they, hot. They that had the year. cards. It was terribly hot. Yeah. Uh, and they had the goat skin pants on and everything. They're just fucking melting. <laughs> they Regina's owned it. mustache wouldn't stay off. on. <laughs> Kept falling off. Then everybody broke the elevator. It's not a crypticon until the elevator is broken. And hey, what happened at the new uh, the yeah. new one? Yeah, we broke stayed on the elevator. Yeah. Uh Crypticon have been a wonderful thing. Again, just all the the, the things that as an old Socially awkward introvert, man. Ooh, the game of games. <laughs> the live the live Panic Fest episodes have been a blast. Taking mm-hmm. the game of games to Ottumwa, Iowa of all right? places. <laughs> when, when the game of games, when we were doing the commentary and it was buffering, and yeah. it kept buffering, we're like, oh no, this is not, we... <laughs> or the 70s edition when we did it for like everybody was and, like, like 19. <laughs> and like, okay, we're going to talk about movies from the 70s. Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do cherish those moments, man. I'm not going to lie. Those are the things that kind of keep fueling me, and I'm hoping to continue <laughs> to make more memories. We're going to be in a tumwa again this year. Yeah, hopefully another wolf cop doesn't happen. Uh, wolf cop. And that was so, that was so early on. <laughs> and it's kind of influenced so many things, because you know what? It's kind of the perfect... Wolf Cop is kind of a perfect film for us because it's not serious. It's very silly. It's it's got Wolf Wolf Cop. Dong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Wolfcock. It's it tied. To, <laughs> it's tied to Screenland mm-hmm. Theater One. And it's tied to the loft. It's tied to the loft. It's tied, it's tied to, to us. It's tied to, tied to you. And by extension, you know what? Here's the other thing, man. I kind of like now that. I, by extension, you know, if someone sees me, a lot of the times they expect to see maybe one of you guys and vice mm-hmm. versa. And that's not a bad thing for me because that just means I've got some constants. Yes. Yeah. And I'm forever grateful for that, man. That's Let the me one tell thing. You thump the and I think to close things out, I'll, let's just say this. We are going to um, have another extended bit here. A few people actually. Uh, Called in on the hotline. Ooh, uh, is it the hot booty hotline? No, no, Press no, no. one for hot, hot booty. booty. Press, Press two if your booty is hot. hot. <laughs> Stop Man, pressing the buttons. The <laughs> Turn around and eat your big ass biscuit. Okay, let me just say that right now. They extended a th- uh, kind of a thank. Congratulations on three hundred. This and that. They didn't boot us away. Um, but no, let me just say thank you so much for doing this. As we record this here recently, um, we've all, I've known for you guys about six years at this point, six to seven years, mm-hmm. I think. We've shared a lot of laughs, um, have a lot of inside jokes. Here recently, we've all experienced um, a little Italian delight. And I think now, forever driving our, our paths are <laughs> a dune buggy. Shenanigans! <laughs> and buggy shenanigans. <laughs> and I'm glad to continue to experience those kind of things with the both of you. So I'm hoping whether we do 50 more, 100 more, 300 more, regardless of the podcast, that you all stay in my life and we can continue these shenanigans. Oh, you can't get rid of us now. Right. (laughs) Not even with a shot? No, not even with the elephant gun. (laughs) Got no penetration, which still (laughs) killed last night. So Dustin, sincerely, thank you, man. Thank you, guys. And Genius, thank you. And thank you. Seriously. And thank 
You. Like you. You out there. You listening. Every one of you. All you pallies, pseudo-pallies, yep. non-pallies, listeners, well-wishers, lovers, and haters. <laughs> <laughs> so eloquently said. So... Actually, we're going to wait and to see you in your dreams. We're going to do that the next time. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have some, um, some, some, some car waxings from some of our favorite people that came here for the podcast. So if that's your first time hearing that, my apologies, because I guarantee you, it's forever stuck in your brain. <laughs> right? Especially if you know where that song is coming from. If you already know where that song is coming from. Good for you. Right? Especially if you know it and you haven't heard it in a while. It's like, ah. Well, the dulcet tones of Oliver Onions never <laughs> fails to disappoint. Right? And if it's my, it's my dune buggy. <laughs> exactly. I feel like a king. I feel like a king in my buggy. <laughs> well, we realized we had to do our little outro here because of the many things that we talked about in our 300th episode when we we're talking with Dustin is the fact that this podcast has opened up more acquaintances, more friendships, more legit friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, people do it. The family genius. Yeah. I can't even do it. I can't right now. No, absolutely. But that's legit. Family. It's no joke. And a few of them were kind enough to uh, call in, if you will. They uh, knew the the Nightmare Junkhead secret. The hotline. The hotline. The the Junkhead. 1-900-Junkhead. Do not call that. No. Do not call that. No, (laughs) no. You probably, you get a recording of like, hello, this is me. Press one for hot booty. Press two for your booty is hot. Now you see, here's the thing. You don't have the harmony version because I know Dustin, it's not quite the same, but still the emphasis is there. The hot, the hot booty outline. That's why there's a different dynamic between you and Dustin, and you know you and myself. <laughs> that's why. That's why Media Rewind is its own thing. Dustin, you can sell you want. It's its own thing, my friend. Uh, Shout out to Lance. <laughs> but you know what is a thing, or what wouldn't be a thing? This podcast would not exist. No. If, if there was one man, one man started it all, and the one man who still holds the key to what a junkhead is. <laughs> it will forever be his interpretation, what it is, what it isn't. But thank you, Tim Casey Canton, for allowing us so many years ago, almost more than five years at this point, mm-hmm. for us to get together weekly. And he was kind enough to call in, and genius, this is what he had to say. Greg, Jay, Casey Canton here over at Downright Creepy. So excited to celebrate your 300th episode of Nightmare Junkhead. Who would have thought all those years back when I had Genius in a cage down in the basement of Screenland Armor that you would make it to 300 episodes? <laughs> I sure didn't. But thank you for everything you do for the horror community, uh, for Panic Fest. Um, I can't wait until your 600th episode. I hope I'm be able to be a guest on that. And congrats on, on all the success and can't wait to see what you do next. In the arms of the angels. Now that <laughs> is an appropriately deep cut that you would only be familiar with if you were following that year's 
Panic Film Festival, (laughs) all the shenanigans online, and in the basement of Screenland during Panic Fest, Genius, not the first time? (laughs) No, I've been in cages before. (laughs) We're supposed to be celebratory here, my friend. (laughs) It is. I'm celebrating that I'm not in cages now. (laughs) And we are indeed celebrating and very thankful for uh, Tim Casey Cannon to allow us this opportunity. So... Kinder words cannot be spoken. You're the man, dude. He truly is, truly is. and The one that started it all. Well, and you know what really started it all, Genius, was the fact that I legitimately love listening to podcasts. And if anyone is coming in as like a first-time episode, what you need to know is Genius is quite the opposite. Yeah. I We're in 300 episodes, and I still don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> it's just not, you're not your thing. You jam out to music. Mm-hmm. That's your thing. I'm the introvert again. I'm walking Charlie non-friggin-stop at this point. So I've got. I need a backing thing, and that's that's my backing thing. But I have been learning to listen to some and check ah. a few out, and there's some that I think are really cool. Oh, a, a legit list I've had in a regular weekly rotation for mm-hmm. the longest time. But what I legit love, and this is why I love the podcast. And again, thank you, you know, Casey, for allowing us this, but. When that weird opportunity arises where a show I legitimately love and listen to, you throw out the olive branch via social media, which is why we, I'm, that's the only reason it's, I'm still on there, but then these people are kind enough to come on, and all of a sudden, people that you legitimately love and listen to, they're on your show. Mm-hmm. It's fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, from the beginning, uh, Patrick Bromley was kind enough to come on. Many He's been on appropriately a number of times, back even when we did uh, Nerds and Nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, Heather Wixon, been on a number of times. Uh, the, uh, oh my goodness, it was the uh, Tony Giles yeah. with that podcast. Remember when we woke up at like 4 o'clock in the morning to record? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And these, again, these are podcasts I legitimately love. Uh, the Kill by Kill podcast, we had Patrick on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the horror business, uh, we've had both Justin and Liam on. We're going to get them on again eventually. Yeah. Um, the local ones here within the Kansas City area. The, the fact that there's a really cool, I, I don't want to say scene because that just sounds horrible, but there's a number of really good local podcasts here in the Kansas City area. The Ladies from the Coven. Oh, absolutely. Again, would not happen if not for the podcast. Mm -hmm. So one of them was kind enough to, again, call in, or I should say this was the one we picked up on and didn't leave for the voicemails. Uh, I like this one. Oh. I like this podcast. When you can melt the... The this the icy you know material you know it's I I don't listen to it as much as I'd like to but this is one that I'll put I'm like okay cool I want to see what Al has to say. The Cadaver Cast is one of the most charming podcasts out there, not only for the perspective of both Al and Jeff, but the fact that it's chronicling his entryway into horror. We talk about gateway horror all the time and getting kids into horror. Just listen to their podcast. Mm-hmm. It is a horror encyclopedia it's a horror uh, just how to 101 kid friendly yeah and al's gonna grow up to be like the ultimate survivor <laughs> he's gonna like like don't go on great is, is he our john don't connor go in space yeah yeah he is are you are you gonna pass down the genius rules <laughs> no he's gonna make his own because he's seen some deep cuts and it's great i love the green slime episode they did <laughs> well they've been uh, kind enough to guest uh several times here on the show and uh they were kind enough to call in and this is what they had to say Hey Greg, 
Hey, genius. It's me, Al from CadaverCast, and I'm with Cadaver Dad. Hey, guys. And congratulations on getting 300 episodes. That's really an achievement. That's a lot of episodes. Congratulations, guys. Mm-hmm. And have a wonderful time trying to get to 400. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a threat. It does. <laughs> Congratulations, fellas. Congratulations. <laughs> I think what Al means is, keep it going. Yeah. Are you threatening me? <laughs> it does? <laughs> we have to get him back on Kaijun. Oh. Absolutely. I, I need to talk to Al about giant monster movies. Well, and, and I'm so much more excited now <laughs> after the entirety of Kaijun that I'm anxious to now talk the, those kind of because they're a perfect gateway entryway into horror. Yeah. And it's just they're fun. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. The Cadaver cast is great. It's wonderful. They just released a What the Al is. Children of the Corn episode. Oh, yes. I've yet to listen to it yet. It just popped up, popped up on my feed, but uh, I'm waiting for a It Wants You, Monster Al. The Al who walks behind the rose. <laughs> well, Genius, one thing, coming, you know, closing this out here, this little mini celebration, or not closing up potentially, but on the call ins, what do we say happens at Panic Fest? Memories are made. Wolf cop memories are made. Epitaphs that are end up on your tombstone, right, are etched into <laughs> your mind and into your memories. And I think they're also etched into Screenland. I think I made a permanent dent down the stairs. I think, like on the third step, you have to watch out for the dip. You we call that the genius divot, right there. <laughs> and that's actually the part where you just jiggle your hand a little if you're carrying a drink or any kind of. Right, you, no, that makes you wibble wobble. Like like 30, 30, 40, 50 years from now, there's gonna be a little plug. Genius McGee fell down here. We will make that happen, my friend. <laughs> because Be- between upstairs where I'm falling down the stairs, or downstairs in the basement where the f- I'm fucking up. locked up, there has been magical memories made at Screenland Armor, and it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for our last call in here, and he's a gentleman also that has been on the show before via nerds via Nightmare Junkhead, and his role and the importance of my later years especially in my 40s, is so important because Screenland has become a home away from home. Absolutely. And especially after these turbulent times we just had, it's on a personal level, it felt great to have a place to go yakety smack and see a movie again. You know? Well, and it also felt good to feel safe because the one thing is they've been utmost with the standards, and this year's been weird. From from day one. Absolutely, and I've always felt comfortable there. Now, of course, I am single with just Charlie, so my range of comfort's going to be different from everyone, but then they've been, they said, okay, we'll reach out to you, and then he was kind enough to let us do the Shutter shoutouts, which mm-hmm. we've been doing for well over a year at this point. Yeah. Perfect for you, because you like the little yakety-schmackety. I do. Video form. I missed I missed the yakety-schmackety, too. Well, it was nice to be able to, again, bring it in. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was initially... Do you remember we started in, like, the theaters initially? Mm-hmm. And then it, it advanced. And then we moved to the office. We moved to the back room. Go ahead. <laughs> you want to be a star, don't you? We moved to the I, casting couch. I'm sure... I, I, There's I, no casting couch in Screenliner. Let me put that there, but... When we are on there, there's like it's a we have to go through a beaded curtain. There's 
Do not stop that. There is a couch that Genius records on, and I am on a chair adjacent to him. It is not dirty at all. And if you become a Patreon, you will have access to that via Screenland. Uh, no, no. Everything is really on the up and up, and Screenland has been fucking amazing again from the get. Well, and the fact that we now have a nice weekly series, the Friday Night Frights, that has been something I always look forward to. Again, more memories are made. I'm telling you, on when we start doing our best of... Pieces is up there. Oh, Pieces was fan freaking tastic. Mm-hmm. And even outside of Pieces, the first time I watched The Suicide Squad, when Dong was hung, gasps in the audience. A memory made. Right. The- well, if you don't gasp when Dong is hung, it's not hung well. 300 episodes of that, eh? <laughs> this is what it's come to? <laughs> no, so, and let me also <laughs> plug here. Eric uh, Havens also called in, but he, his his call was so fantastic, I couldn't open it, and that's probably on my own shortcomings, but Eric and Adam Roberts uh, co-host a great podcast called The Nightmare Hour, which I've been subscribing to and enjoying because, much like us, they're just friends that enjoy what they talk about, they bring mm-hmm. a nice edge to it, and of course, Adam is the co-owner of Screenland, where if we wouldn't have Friday Night Frights. We wouldn't have the Panic Fest, the live episodes, the Joe, the Joe Lynch live episode, yeah. the memories made, all the movies. Even if we didn't host anything or were not involved. And we would still be missing something wonderful I, in the Kansas City cinema community. I, no, and I, I'd be there anyway. Right? I would be at every one of those repertory screenings. I would be at the new releases because I enjoy the theatrical experience. And he's cultivated... With everyone involved, and that's everyone involved there at the theater. Yeah, Screenland is a magical place. It's, I mean, it really, really is, and it's very important to a lot of people and to a lot of things. Not only like us on a personal level, us at Junkhead Horror Club, absolute, people yes. we know, friends. I mean, if without Screenland, there would be a big chunk of Kansas City missing, and he has done such a wonderful job of making it. The cathedral that it is. It, it be respectful. And that's what right. we want to be is be respectful of Screenland and everything they've had to offer. So Adam called in and this genius is what he had to say. Hey, everyone. Adam here from Screenland Theaters and Panic Fest. I want to give a big congrats to the guys from Nightmare Junkhead on their 300th episode. Holy shit, guys. That is an, a tremendous feat. That's nearly an episode for every day of the year. That is some serious commitment. I mean, I can't imagine how many hours a week you put in watching films and doing a deep dive into what made those movies tick. Holy shit, you guys are some super fans here. If you're a fan of what they've done over the last number of years, I highly suggest joining their Patreon. They've so generously given so much to us at, at Screenland and Panic Fest and to you, their listeners, for 300 episodes. Let, let's show them our support and become a, a patron for them. And, uh, you know, on a personal level, they've really gone above and beyond to really help us over the last very difficult year here at the theater. And we are incredibly appreciative of, of what they've done for us. Now, here's to another decade for you boys to weave in and out of my consciousness. Congratulations, Greg and Jay. You both deserve it. The thoughts and views expressed by Adam are specifically of Adam. However, the thoughts of Genius McGee agree with Adam. 
<laughs> they see, do not represent the thoughts of Greg. <laughs> see, I really don't want to be the one that said I put and did not put him up to that. No, he, no, no. We were surprised. But, you know, hey. Come they, join the family? Right. Come on come on in. The water's fine. No, Adam, you're fucking rad, dude. Yeah. No, thank you, Adam, for, again, just creating a great little film community where I hope everyone does feel welcome. It's just, it's my home away from home. It's where I feel comfortable. It's where I'm just, I feel welcome. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if it wasn't for everyone involved there, I don't know where I would be. I don't know where this podcast would be potentially. It's our cheers, dude. It is. It It really is. I'm waiting for like, Greg, genius. How's it going? Oh, it's a dog eating dog world. They're all just wearing different flavored Alpo undies, you know, or something like that. (laughs) Hey, Greg, how's life uh, treating you? Poor. That badly, huh? Yeah. Poor. Poor. (laughs) Ah, But no, it is. It is. I even remember outside of us, just the people that are regulars at Friday Night Frights have become, again, the members of our film family there. Mm -hmm. We we get together and we get to hang out and watch some cool movies. Let's Scare Jessica to Death as a first-time viewing. It was fucking rad, wasn't it? Transcendent. That movie is slick. I'm just thinking like... um, Again, the pieces screening. Fucking no. Uh, People under the stairs getting to see that on the big screen again. Fucking one cut of the dead. Fucking oh, uh, all, train to Busan. All the Panic Fest memories. Just go back uh, again. Our recent Panic Fest year. We our month. Our, we year, our yearly. Yeah, our Panic Fest months we've done. And that's the thing. It becomes a yearly thing, and it's something I'm yearly looking forward to. Absolutely. So thank you to Adam and everyone at Screenland, and also another a very big and special shout out to something that has also been cultivated here within 300 episodes something that you were kind of pressing early on and i was always resistant and hesitant for some reason but you know here within the last year and beyond we opened up patreon mm-hmm. obviously and we've got together some uh hey bellies here's the bummer man uh, when i talked about the mechanic and i'm just talking about how great it is and this and that and i'm doing a <laughs> Just a weak sauce version of your Bronson. I'm, I'm just like, God, I need genius here. Like, not only for you, what you bring to the show, but those little things like that, where if someone hears it by itself, they're like, why am I paying for this? Right. But I would just keep saying, it's for jacking off the whole movie. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> we'll get to 10 to midnight eventually. Maybe that will be a Patreon exclusive. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> because you know the commentary would be an hour and a half of that. Just, just, just giggling and like, hey, what's going on? It's for jacking off. What's this? It's for jacking off, because then you got to throw in some Brimley. Right? It's the right thing to do and a tasty way to do it. It's for jacking off. I'm okay. And you know who is also okay? Let's give a shout out to every single member here of the Nightmare Junkhead film family. Genius, start us off at the bottom. We are talking about... Not Chad. You know Chad. Fucking Chad. Uh, A little shout out to Joel. Mm-hmm. Julie, you're rad. Of course, Julie's rad. You know who's rad? Lisa is rad. And so is Dee. She's my favorite. Diana. She is not a dumpster fire. She is to my heart. <laughs> Michael Schultz, check out his art. Charles K., you're fucking rad. Heather, shout out to you. And of course, oh yeah, here we go. Boom, there we go. All right, Jesse, my man. <laughs> Andrea, you also... Winning Crypticon this year, I might add. Oh, absolutely winning Crypticon. Bring it on, Emma. Okay. And then, of course, the the ultimate um, ringer himself at the art fairs, at the uh, horror club. Fucking Tim. <laughs> fucking Tim. <laughs> oh, Emma K., you're fucking rad. So are you, Michelle Absolutely. And also very rad. Carly, check out their podcast covering Harley Quinn 
and uh, Poison Ivy, the animated series. Such a good show. April Edwards, you are fucking awesome. Mount Baldy, you rule as well. Oh, fuck you, Mount Baldy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> John Blaker, you are awesome. Shout out to Stuart Ward and the awesome little family he's put together of nerds. They are so freaking great. Love them. Oh, got to shout out to our homies at Attack of the Killer Podcast. Shout out to Lauren. Brian Stitcher. Oh, fuck yeah, Brian Stitcher. The horror returns. Mm-hmm. Give a shout out to the man. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Shout out to film family member Friday Night Fright regular Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley Barker. Of the uh, Who the Hell is This For podcast. And brand new of who we're going to be talking about next uh, next week here. Brand new film family, Patreon Pally. Jonathan Schuster. I was gonna I was gonna have you do it. Do it, do it, do it like you Bronson. Buck fla- like Bronson or Buck? Bronson and Buck. <clears throat> A Buck and Bronson. Okay. E. Jonathan Schuster, you're fucking red. That didn't sound quite right. Uh, let's just do straight up. E. Jonathan, welcome to the family, Belly. That's what we call a Buck and Bronson. <laughs> you got to pay extra for the Buck and Bronson. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's another tier we have not discovered. <laughs> but no, sincerely, thank you all, every single one of you. Uh, we've had a blast actually just putting together the extra content. Uh, mm-hmm. The commentaries have been a blast. Making sure we're watching, you know, some new horror films, and especially for me in the whole, I've seen that challenge. You know, regardless of what tier you're on, whether you like it or not, three times a week, I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on three new films that I'm experiencing. And I just, I just watched the Woodstock '99 documentary. Mm-hmm. Woo! Mm. It's it's good. It's good. But yeah, watch out. It's it's intense. Huh? Ooh! Oh, there's hobos, hippies, and hitchhikers at Woodstock. Oh yeah, you got to watch out for the 1964. Uh, was it no 60? 69. 69. There. Summer of love. There it is. There it is. Well, speaking of love, man. Again, thank you for making this journey with me. You know, 300 episodes in. Oh fuck yeah! Thank you, dude. Seriously, I would. I don't know where I would be without this show. It's been important. And again, whether we've got one listener, a bazillion listeners, no listeners, I'm going to continue to do this because it's, it's still been a blast. I'm just been able. Glad to been able to have shenanigans with you, my friend. The shenanigans will still abound. She's asleep. Oh. The doggy ice cream worked. <laughs> Do not dare wear, wake her up. It's still raining outside. No zoomies. No, no zoomies. No zoomies. Only Charlie. <laughs> so, and, and you know what? We're going back to school. School's back in session here next week. Uh, mm-hmm. We're um, again another film featured prominently in either a high school or college. What is the film? You got to tune in to find out. So until. That time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams.